Brundle. No, just kidding. It's uh, Jason <laughs> Johnny. But uh, I love Martin Brundle's name, so I did. I wanted to have that in there. Um, day late, but um, we're we're pumped to talk about a really fun race. Um, just one we really want to give um, a, a weighty recap of because there was a lot of fun with the sprint weekend with um, kind of some drama as we always get behind the scenes. Um, and uh, Lewis honestly had a pretty magical one. I don't know if this is going to be one of his last um, cert- like last uh, turn seasons, but uh, if it is, this will be definitely one to remember and definitely an important one for the championship race. Johnny, what are your initial I loved it. I thought that that was such a fun race to watch. Um, we were really bummed out after Mexico City. Um, we really, really wanted to have a lot of overtaking, and, and this is such a fun and interesting championship battle, not only on the driver's side, but also Chase on the constructor's side, right? So um, it's so funky because I, I, I don't know about you, but when I was watching the race and, and, and even when I was watching it all through this weekend, which we'll get into um, – Max Verstappen leading going into this weekend by 19 points and Red Bull seemingly just having the faster car um, recently. It's made me view Lewis Hamilton as this underdog. And that's pretty wild. It's like viewing LeBron James as an underdog, even though he has all the championships he has. Um, It's just, and there's also this dynamic of passing the torch, obviously with this, with this championship race where, Lewis this weekend by winning, I mean, an incredible, incredible job. Probably the coolest drive I've ever seen Lewis put together. I think it's the best drive in this race today, the best racing weekend that I've seen Lewis put together given all the circumstances that we're going to get into, which is just unbelievable drama. But Brazil, Sao Paulo, this Grand Prix chase, it, it, it absolutely rocked it for me. And we'll get into the predictions later, but, you know, sneak peek, I got every single place on the podium correct so that's a big breakthrough for me <laughs> yeah you really uh went out on a limb there um with your hamver bot but we'll get into it we'll get into it i, mean, I don't want to pre you know our loyal listeners <laughs> will know um no it was it, shocking i mean somewhat shocking i i think we saw qualifying and we and we saw valtteri once again sit up top the pole and uh it seemed like I mean, Lewis, uh, we'll talk about the engine or the, the wing stuff, but it, it seemed like it was going to be a repeat of Mexico City in a lot of ways. Just like that, um, the Red Bull car was going to perform better. We were probably going to, Lewis yeah. just out racing Sergio, but um, ultimately Max could run away with a better car and just being a, a really good driver. And it started that way for sure. Um, Lewis had to fight back. Um, he had some really great stuff with um, with Valtteri and Sergio in there, kind of battling it out. But um, yeah, Max Max kind of held court. Um, they the pit stop strategies were were pretty interesting in this one. Um, I think you would say Mercedes kind of outclassed them on that first stop, bringing bringing Lewis in before they didn't get the undercut, but it, it made it forced Red Bull's hand, and then. Red Bull tried to be tricky with the two stop, and I, I think that cost them ultimately in this race. For sure, yeah, they they actually pitted um, on I think on the second set of tires, Chase. They pitted after thirteen laps, and those tires are supposed to go much much further than that. But they were very scared of the of the Mercedes undercut. Uh, I'm speaking of Red Bull, and I thought that Mercedes was going to get mm-hmm. the undercut, but they only pitted three laps after that, so three laps after Red Bull. 
Um, so they kind of did it too early as well. So essentially, they just took out that whole strategy in general. You know, neither team did it. Um, and ultimately, in this race, Mercedes, specifically Lewis Hamilton, was the fastest car and was driving with such passion. I've just, I, I just have not seen that out of him. And that's what I was saying off the top of this pod was that I was rooting for Lewis Hamilton. I, I mean, I was more than I ever have. And, and I know everybody's rooting for Max and they want, you know, new blood in there and the championship, you know, racing, but like Max has dominated this year and Red Bull should be up by 50 points, you know, or, or Max should be up by 50 points, but he lost a couple of points early on in the season with crashes and just random other strategy cut up blunders. But we have three races to go, um, and it, and and it's really cool to see Lewis win this race today uh, and overtake this weekend. He overtook. He started in tenth for this race, right? So he overtook nine different cars to, uh, in, in the race, and then in the sprint, he overtook fifteen cars. So Lewis Hamilton overtook twenty four cars this weekend. Wow, which is unbelievable. <laughs> it was also cool, Chase. I, I don't know. I'm interested to hear your thoughts, but like turn one which is where everybody was overtaking people, you know, that long straight, and then they would cut down to the left. That yeah. was awesome. It was cool to see a race this weekend where you could count on there being some sort of battle, you know, at that turn. You saw Nikita Mazepin pass Mick Schumacher. You're seeing Esteban Ocon battle with, you know, Sebastian Vettel for places. You just had, you had battles across the grid. I mean, this was a race and this was a track for this car, these, these types of cars right now. That was really cool to see. And, and it's exactly what we wanted. You and I both demanded the F1 gods to give us something after how boring Mexico City yeah. was. And it has only added more fuel to the fire, especially with all the drama that I think we should get into. But more fuel to the fire in this incredible championship hunt. Oh, 100%. I, I mean, it was interesting. Like, we saw in Mexico that like the dirty air and and like it was just hard even if you got drs um to overtake anyone it just wasn't yeah there weren't many opportunities to do so whereas here it felt like as soon as you got under that one second mark and you could hit drs like yeah turn one especially was just like you you were gone so it was interesting to see a lot of that play out I thought the Max Lewis fight was super fun I I mean <laughs> we had a bit of the like a dust up where Max was fighting hard, and I mean, there was controversy whether or not he drove Lewis off the track. Um, he went pretty wide. Um, it was it was a savvy move. He, I mean, everyone could kind of. It was his yeah. only move. It was his only move. I was watching it with my dad, who um, is really the reason why I originally got into Formula One. So it was fun to watch with him. And my perspective on it, again, because I was really rooting for Lewis, it was just fun to just watch a guy charge from that far back um, this whole weekend. Mm -hmm. But watching with my dad, I, I said, oh, wow, Max definitely needs to get a penalty for that because um, he defended for sure, but he didn't. He, he didn't I mean, he forced him, him off yeah. the track and he had to go off the track himself. And typically, um, if you're not going to make the corner yourself, and the other guy is, is is half a car length in front of you, then that is a penalty, right? So they like looked at it on the onboards, and Lewis Hamilton was going to hit the apex. He was going to be able to make that turn, Chase. But with the angle that Max Verstappen took, he wasn't going to be able to make that turn, which is 
basically the definition of when you have to penalize somebody because he was doing a non-racing move. He wasn't actually trying to make a turn. He was only defending and ended up taking both cars off the track. However, the incident was noted on the broadcast and everybody was like, oh, wow, you know, is this how is this how this race is going to be determined is, is whether or not the stewards give a, uh, you know, a five second penalty to Verstappen for forcing off Hamilton. What are they going to do? They ultimately decide that it's not worth the review and they do no penalty, but even better for the championship, Lewis Hamilton basically says, screw him," And then comes back four or five laps later and hits him on an amazing move. And it's not the same. It wasn't even the same turn chase. He knew that Verstappen, especially with precedent set by the stewards, right? If they're not going to penalize on that first one, they, 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 you know, Red Bull, yeah. Christian Horner would, would say, how could you penalize us on the second or the third? It was the same thing, you know? Um, so Lewis basically doesn't overtake him in the same area, you know, five laps later or whatever it was. He actually waits patiently, slows it down, and then hits him on the next turn, um, which, which like from a, from a, a fan's perspective and something that, that is good to learn is that if you overdrive just to defend or if you overdrive and try to lunge for a, for a pass at the wrong moment, and so often you see it on the broadcast where I think we were watching Sergio Perez trying to get past Valtteri Botas where he's a little bit too far back chase and he makes a lunge for a turn and he misses it. Um, you, you lose a lot of seconds. Like if you incorrectly choose your gap and you go for it, yeah. the other car is going to get a way better release out of that turn. And so Lewis decided not to go for it five laps later and just save that energy and just focus on getting the quickest out of that turn possible. And then he just blew by Max to the point where Max, there was no mm-hmm. move to make, you know, he wasn't defending. He just didn't have the pace as the Mercedes did this weekend. Yeah. So that was phenomenal. And we got to see it, how it mattered. Now, if Lewis did not make that move chase, we would be seeing all sorts of stuff, right? Because it would have been, why did the stewards, why did the FIA not give, you know, a penalty to Max Verstappen? I think the best case thing happened here where, no decision was made, and Lewis still beat him uh, just from racing. And that's what every fan wants for this championship. We want to see more opportunities for these guys to do wheel-to-wheel racing, hopefully not take each other out, but more importantly, hopefully not somebody else taking one of them out that's not even one of the two title contenders. Like I thought there was a chance in this race. I don't know about you, Chase, but like Valtteri Botas is on pole. Before the race, I thought, holy crap, what happens if Valtteri Botas does not hold back uh, you know, Verstappen here. And what if he takes him out? Like, what if that dictates the championship? Yeah. That would be pretty crummy for all the Verstappen fans is like, this guy who's not even in the championship battle just took me out, you know? Mm-hmm. No, it's interesting. I mean, one thing on the stewards, I wonder, and this is what I was thinking, like, even though Max made that defense and like a bit on the line in terms of dirty or not, it it definitely felt like, oh, this guy's got to pull everything out. He just does not have the pace. It's a, it's not a matter of if, but when Lewis can get in that DRS zone and just overtake him. That's what I was basically thinking. Even even when he defended that move, I was like, oh, if he block, he can block this one. I'm not lucky that the stewards didn't do anything, but ultimately it's not going to matter. I wonder if the stewards factor that in, they could see the pace of the Mercedes and Lewis specifically just being too much. And ultimately, like, let's not intervene. Let's just let the, the drivers handle this because... That's what it felt like to me. Um, but I, I mean, who knows? That could just be. It's, 
it, it's bizarre. Um, and I completely agree with you and, and I'm thankful for it. Like, I, I love the fact that we got to see that second move and that for Lewis Hamilton just showed, I think that big middle finger of like, we were going to get you regardless. You know, you were, you were a sitting duck this whole race. I was breezing by people. And if we get into it, Chase, Lewis Hamilton starts in 10th in this race, but let's take a step back a day further. Lewis Hamilton, he sets pole in qualifying, right? Um, but he'd already agreed or he had already made the decision to have an engine penalty this week by replacing his engine setup for for the Brazilian Grand Prix. So that was going to be a five-place penalty for the sprint race. And so he was going to start sixth. After qualifying finished, Max Verstappen was seen at Park Ferme where they parked the cars toying around with Lewis Hamilton's wing. Um, did you see photos of that where he's just like standing behind the car and he's playing with the wing? Yeah, I, I did see that. I don't know. So weird. It's almost like they scripted it. it that's the, the time. Yeah. When- so he's just, he's standing there and he's circling around it. And I'm like, there's, they're incredible engineers in Formula One. I mean, these people are from Boeing and they're, you know, they're, they're extremely, extremely smart individuals. I'm not saying that Max Verstappen or these racers are not equally as smart, but I, I don't know what Max Verstappen must have been, you know, ticked by somebody that, that wing maybe was a little bit too wide on the right side, which is what the infraction ended up being. But like Max Verstappen circling the car, it's like, did he really just after a full, you know, qualifying session, see the right side of Lewis Hamilton's rear wing and be like, huh, I think that is off by a fraction of an inch. I I just don't believe it. I think that these teams are just so at each other's throats. But anyways, he was playing around with Lewis Hamilton's wing Um, And then 15 to 20 minutes after qualifying ended, there was a report that the FIA was inspecting Lewis Hamilton's rear wing slash DRS system. Um, And that potentially his pole position, which therefore would be sixth place starting point in the sprint qualifying race uh, would be, would be, you know, under question. And 24 hours later with all the drama on top of it, the FIA comes out and says, Lewis Hamilton is going to start in 20th chase for the sprint race. And then Max Verstappen gets fined peanuts, 50 grand for playing with Lewis Hamilton's wing, which was an infraction. But yeah, Lewis Hamilton goes from starting in sixth to starting in 20th in the sprint race at a, what was supposed to be a Red Bull dominated track. So really tough start for Lewis and Mercedes. No, I mean, a hundred percent. It was, yeah, just kind of weird. Like, there's so much behind the veil. Um, I'm sure we'll get into it when when Drive to Survive comes out and we can get maybe a little bit more information. But for a lot of this, yeah, the decision-making and, like, the reporting, it just feels, like, um, purposefully um, general and, and, like, purposefully, like, uh, hard to read. And you just don't know how, how these decisions get made and ultimately, like, the cost of it. So it, it, I don't know. That's for like a newer fan of the sport makes it feel like the WWE where you're like, what? Like, of course, like the two championship drivers have these little like penalty infractions. It, it, yeah. Like who, who's really in charge here? Like, was this scripted before the season that, that he gets <laughs> qualifying has an engine penalty. And on top of it, the, those two cars are the ones that are, you know, it's, it's not like Sebastian Vettel is looking at Fernando Alonso's rear wing. And he's like, ah, why is that wrong? It has to be the two title contenders. Like, it's also funny, Chase, because like, 
this sport, we, and we've talked about it, I mean, there's a lot of ethical issues in Formula One. I think money talks everywhere in Formula One, and a lot of times, um, you know, we don't get that a lot in, like, the NBA uh, and, and some of the other organizations. Like, Formula One kind of walks to the beat of its own drum, and there's some cheap stuff that goes on. Like, like let's be honest, people are upset about Mercedes and Lewis getting penalized here, but they cheated. <laughs> like they, they cheated. And how often in sports do you just get like a 15 place uh, penalty for, for, for literally cheating? You know what I mean? Um, in other sports, like in the MLB with banging trash cans, like that's a humongous deal. So it, it's, yeah, you're, you get the death. Yeah, exactly. Penalty. And in formula one, it's like, Hey, you, you can't uh, have your wing widen that much to get all the wind in the DRS system. Um, you know, you're going to have to start at the back, back of the grid, which for this, race chase that was a lot of drama i mean he's starting in 20th in the sprint race which if we get to that was the at the moment when we were watching the sprint race on saturday that was a moment where i was like this is the coolest this has a chance to be the coolest lewis hamilton race weekend that i've ever seen he in 24 laps overtook 15 cars and he was just picking people lap by lap by lap overtaking them and just performing a true masterclass and finished the sprint race chase after 24 laps in fifth place. And I think at that point, every car on the grid was like, holy crap, here we go. Lewis Hamilton is going to, this is his thing. And maybe for the overall championship chase, like maybe this is his big, big championship, you know, moving race where we have three more races to go. And now Lewis Hamilton is fully sharpening his sword and he's just going to go at it with Verstappen. And, I think we all want that. I mean, that would be incredible if, if we oh, get to yeah. the last race and there's still a chance that both drivers can win it. Oh, 100% we won. I mean, I, that, uh, I come back to the same thing. It's like we needed, like, just having, like, Lewis finish either on pole or, I mean, who knows? He probably would have been on pole had he not had these penalties. Like, I assume he would have given that Valtteri was. Um, For like, sure. That, that would not have been fun to see him run away with it like Max did in Mexico City. Like, not, I mean, Max didn't sit on pole, but he, I mean, it would have just been Lewis, like a million other races we've seen last seven years. Like that wouldn't have been fun, but it becomes this triumphant story. It, it, I mean, it showcased his driving ability, uh, which is always cool to see because you forget when, when a guy's in the fastest car, you just don't, you don't yeah, have exactly. the context for, for most people. It's just like, well, I mean, he's got the fastest car and, and that has been the case, but with the Red Bull now, it, it adds this variable of like, Red Bull has been really fast and and Max is a really good driver. So I I mean you can kind of see Lewis's skill level and see what differentiates him and um we'll see who really has it because these yeah these last three races are just going to be incredible. Yeah and and and, and <laughs> Max Verstappen still finishes second, you know. So the the haul this weekend for points um we said it I mean there was a 19 point separation between Verstappen and Hamilton going into this race. We leave Brazil with it being a 14-point difference, which is good. But Lewis Hamilton only picks up five points more points than uh, five more points than Max does this weekend. So, if there continue to be a lot of these one-two finishes, and Sergio Perez, by the way, got the fastest lap, so it's not like Lewis or Max got the fastest lap. So, if these number two drivers continue to play defense that way, Chase, and take away that bonus point. We're still going to be within, you know, let's say Lewis wins all three of these next races and Max finishes in second. 
we don't have a sprint race anymore, right? This re- weekend was the last sprint sprint format. So yeah, I don't believe we do. Yeah, we're, we're, we still are going to need to have something wild for 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 this championship thing to fully swing. Unless it's a bunch of one-two finishes, and if Lewis does this now by stealing Brazil from Red Bull, if Lewis wins the next three races, Lewis Hamilton gets another world championship. Um, and I guess Max would, uh, if Max wins one of these next three, he would too. So it's so wild. The 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 all the different ways that the points can move here. Um, we'll keep you up at night, but something that probably should keep Mercedes up at night, Chase, and we talked about this, is in a weird way related to McLaren, but Daniel Ricciardo, he had an engine failure in this race and did not finish the race. Daniel Ricciardo's engine is a Mercedes engine. It's a Mercedes power unit, and we talked about how this could play a part. Hopefully, that's not the way that this championship is determined where the same issue that McLaren is having with the Mercedes power unit, Mercedes themselves are going to have with their power unit um, and a potential DNF uh, to come in the Middle East. Knock on wood, but something to point out that that would be a brutal, brutal way to lose um, all the movement that you've been pushing. Oh, no one wants that. Yeah, I mean, they, and that's where they I think they will have some latitude. I mean, the rules are the rules, but um, you never know what happens behind closed doors and in the investigations. I, I hope the stewards or whoever, the whole FIA lets it just be racing because uh, I know you don't want anyone cheating or but 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 there's no like as in the, the the bizarre thing is that rebel has had so much power with their recent upgrades and it seemed like Mercedes had nothing left right similar to like Ferrari unlocked so much power with their last engine change or engine upgrade rather so where McLaren has just been like we can't do anything here um but Mercedes, and, and this is what the rumors have been, is that basically they have the same engine they've always been using, Chase, but they're tuning it up more, which is a little bit risky. It's like running your own car engine in like the highest performance grade. If you're stepping on it all the time for a 71 or 74 lap race, yeah, it's a little bit riskier than having it on a lower tune. Um, you know what I mean? So that's where these that's where these engine failures can occur, and I just hope that it doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Um but but we'll just have to see. But yeah, an incredible an incredible race yeah. weekend for Lewis Hamilton. Um, we got some some good video footage of of Toto That's Wolf flicking off for... the the camera. Did you see that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he was so oh so God. juiced. I love that they can go into the into the pit wall and just like get like Horner on, and you you hear his radio on with the FIA, and he's like, "No, it's just a it's just a racing like." Just a racing move. Just want you to keep that in mind. I'm doing a bad Christian Horner, but and then you hear, um, yeah, their all their tone yeah. talking to to Michael Massey, the FIA, yeah. FIA director. <laughs> so it, what a terrible job for that guy. He's just getting all these spoiled brats that just call him all day, and they don't they don't like say anything direct. They're like, oh well, there's no chance that you would ever ever give us a penalty here because that would be you know an infraction on just the true racing sphere, right, Michael? And they just set him up to like make some sort of comment. So they really bully that dude. It's it's just classic. And it's like, you know, they're making the calls. Everything Horner does feels like, like that person, like he just, I, I, you know, like I have to, I have to jot my eyes, cross my T's on this. Like, it's like, all right, we get it. Like, we know what your angle is or we know what your stance is. You're not providing any new information here, but like, you know, say your piece, say your piece, you know? But um, I want to talk a little bit about our 
you, you touched on Daniel Ricardo, but our guys from McLaren just had a really rough one. It's just, it, it's like the wheels are falling off at the end of the season for them. Lando made a move early that looked like it could have happened. I don't think his was his problem. Was a fault. Oh, you're talking about yeah. So Lando, Lando starts there, and he's behind. Um, he is behind Carlos Sainz because Lando, after the sprint race, yeah. which set set the qualifying order for this race, he what did he start? Chase? He started fifth, or he started sixth? I think he was sixth. Okay, so he's right behind his former teammate and seemingly like his best bud, Carlos Sainz. And yeah. you saw that move. It was a pretty because because. McLaren needs a move like that. Like McLaren, McLaren is slower than Ferrari in the last two races. And so you see it right off the line. He takes the inside and tries to, um, or actually takes the outside and almost puts him into the wall, but he gets around Carlos signs. But that sort of risky move comes with the fact that Carlos signs tire was a little bit too close to Lando. And they're just both trying to make that turn. And, Lando unfortunately catches a puncture and gets all the way back to 20th off the bat, which is a terrible blow for, for McLaren. And then later on, Daniel Ricardo is in the, is in the battle for, I think seventh place. And he's also um, chase at that point, Daniel Ricardo was, was going to have one less stop than the Ferrari. So he was actually in a chance to undercut them uh, at least to split them is what they were saying strategically uh, for a pretty good points haul. And then you just see him drop down the list and he had to retire his car from the race because of an engine failure, which was just brutal. So McLaren, I think Lando finishes in 10th place um, and picks up one point and Ferrari, uh, Ferrari finishes, I think fifth and sixth this weekend. Um, so yeah, just another brutal showing from McLaren back to back. They, they, they want these weekends to just be over. Yeah, it's 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 tough to see. I I hope they figure some things out. I t- I trust in Zach Brown to to get it right because it is a team on the rise and would love to see that three four battle um, just continue to be good because I mean it's it's been fun at the top and it's been fun below. But I mean all this could be Im- impacted by the, the the car changes and the money changes for next season. So um, I'm, it's all it, you also you it it, it matters on having both drivers perform well and Ferrari this year and yeah. not to hate on my guy, Daniel Ricardo, but you know, he had a really, he had a really tough time, you know, coming to terms with this car and it's setup changes and stuff like that. Daniel Ricardo is, is historically what they call a late breaker. Um, so he likes to break very late going into a turn and then accelerate and step on the throttle very hard versus that McLaren historically, in the last couple of years has, has needed you to, to kind of have like a balanced approach to it, to a corner um, and kind of gradually break as opposed to going extremely fast and then just crushing it right at the end. So Daniel really struggled with that for half of the season, Carlos Sainz and Leclerc, they weren't phenomenal, you know, this season, they've been pretty strong in the last couple of races, but they were just consistent. And Lando was basically the only, um, you know, the only horse at McLaren that was actually racing, uh, for the first half of the season, Daniels had a way better second half, actually better than Lando so far in points. But it, it ultimately is caught up because now Ferrari, their car is fast, and Carlos Sainz is looking really good. Uh, and same with Leclerc. Unfortunately, your prediction didn't um, didn't turn to turn to come true this weekend. But gonna, uh, but they're looking I was good. Talk about it. Yeah, I'm, Leclerc. I mean, it, it's fun. Ultimately. 
I feel for the guy, like imagine being in a car with that kind of ego and knowing like as soon as you see a Red Bull or a Mercedes behind you, it's just your toast. I mean, and this could be like, there's no pit strategy that um, other than like chaos and like having ultimately like yellow flag, green flag, or like formation laps. Like there's nothing that really helps him out. He just like, he can, he can fight it out with Carlos and, and try to prove he's the better Ferrari driver. But I think most people know he is. And ultimately, he's, I mean, on any given day, he's just going to lose out to a Mercedes or a Red Bull. But, you know, I mean, you're, you get to wear the Ferrari logo and you get to be in the red car. So I, I guess that has. They've burns. made they've made major, major pushes this year. I mean, last year, that was a comical car. I mean, that's that's Sebastian Vettel's last year with Ferrari. Um, yeah. they're, they're finishing yeah. out of the points. And. In Formula One, you're always kind of building off of your previous year's car a little bit. I mean, you're trying to improve, but if you have a really, really bad car, oftentimes, I mean, for McLaren, by the way, like when Fernando Alonso had his uh, second stint with McLaren in like the 2015, 2016 area, it was like one of the worst cars on the track and it had so much money attached to it for McLaren, right? I mean, that's a big dominant historical player in formula one. It took them, and this is when Zach Brown came in, but it took them three, four years to get from the bottom of F1 to being a, to being a, you know, middle contender and now being the third or fourth best team. Look at Williams, right? They've been extremely, extremely poor the last five years, but Williams, has won so many world championships, you know? So in Formula One for Ferrari uh, to turn it around in one year, um, that's pretty impressive. It probably saved a lot of people's jobs because it's like, it's like you know, the Knicks not winning or the Lakers not winning. I mean, you just get, people get canned there. So Ferrari's had a really good season and it's another really interesting talking point for next yeah. next year with the, with the regulation changes that we've gone into. Uh, Ferrari has a ton of money um, and they've put a lot of money into research and development and um, maybe their next year car puts them back in between Mercedes and Red Bull. I mean, it'd be kind of fun to get a team that's not just Mercedes and Red Bull at the top. 100%. Yeah, it would, it would be fun to just constantly have some turmoil at the top. It, I, I don't know if has Formula One seen something like that where like, you really don't know um, over the course of the season any of three teams are going to win. They've definitely there, there have been. Teams. Yeah, I mean, I think Ferrari and Sebastian Vettel's like earlier years um, at Ferrari, they were very much in the mix, and same with Red Bull and Mercedes. So that was kind of your 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 three headed monster. Um, having four of the having four teams really in it, it is very very rare. It, you just naturally always kind of have some separation because of random stuff like you know, DNFs and, and just crashes and stuff like that. There was Braun, right? Braun, which ultimately ended up becoming Mercedes. Uh, Braun, when the hybrid Formula One era started in 2009, they came mm-hmm. out of nowhere. They didn't even have huge sponsors and they just had an incredible car and they won the Formula One World Championship with Jensen Button. Um, and that was kind of out of nowhere. I mean, that made all the other teams that made Red Bull, made uh, Ferrari look terrible. Uh, when when Braun GP won it, and that's what Total Wolf ended up buying and creating Mercedes through. They they bought Braun GP, and they just kept on developing after that 2009 car. I mean, yeah, it's been a stranglehold since then. But uh, I I I just really want to see someone else win it. Uh, I want to see the constructors go to 
go to Red Bull. I I want to see Max win the championship. I don't know. Maybe I root for you should like, the the new. That's player, awesome. But, uh, That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 the cool thing about this year's championship race, Chase, is that I am not going to be upset at 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 either scenario. Like I, especially with this weekend for Lewis Hamilton, he is fully engaged. He showed what an incredible driver he was. He didn't pout. He he wasn't you know bitching after the race about everything. And I don't think that Lewis Hamilton gets enough credit for that. I think you oftentimes get Max Verstappen doing the pouting or Christian Horner doing the pouting. Total Wolf and Lewis Hamilton, I think a lot of times are very much straightforward. And they're like, we got to show it on the track. And they freaking did it this weekend. So that really invigorated kind of my, my hopes for Lewis Hamilton. But if Max Verstappen just blows him away these next couple of races, hell yeah, he deserves it. you know. And that's such a cool championship that we have the opportunity of covering you and I this season it's a very rare one and i think that for a lot of the american kind of group that's watching formula one i hope they realize that this is this is very very rare to get this competitive of a championship between two drivers and two teams um and we're seeing a a, an amazing you know spectacle right now oh yeah can't can't uh, talk about it enough do do we want to talk about our personal championship and um the standings uh, that where they sit at the moment with uh, uh, with our predictions because uh, yeah I would love you can, to you I can would do love to bask in my glory you, you can take the victory lap and your pit crew could run up on the on the railing so we were drive by uh, do it all what what were we we were we were seven and seven right seven yeah seven so seven. we were tied at seven and my prediction was Hamilton versus Stappen and Valtteri Bottas which was genius. And I got every one of them. So I got two, two, two. So I got six <laughs> points. Um, and then you got, you had, you had the, the ballsy call had, for, for Leclerc winning. So that's zero. Cause he also did not get on the podium. So you don't get one point. And then you, you have Verstappen two, right? Yeah. So you, yeah, so you had two points too. for that. And then your third was Sergio. You thought Sergio was going to get back on the podium. I thought it was going to go Max Sergio Leclerc. Did I have Leclerc winning? You had Leclerc winning. That was your like big, big oh. special thing. <laughs> that was my special thing. Jesus, I'm an idiot. No, yeah. It no, was... but it's actually worked out better for you because you actually got Verstappen correctly yeah, got in Verstappen the second the... spot. Yeah. So you get two points for that as opposed to you mixing that around a little bit further and you would only get one point. So yeah, the title between us is 13 to 9 now. Um, but hey, that's still pretty close. That's uh, That's getting two of them correct next time but i hope i haven't showed you the way to win this thing by just being a little bit safe but hey <laughs> lewis hamilton won this thing starting in 20th sprint race so i don't think i was super safe with that um i just got lucky because lewis hamilton absolutely beasted this weekend and we got to watch for me this was the second best race of the year as opposed to monza yeah i mean i, I thought it was a really really fun one you have the the thing, the championship battle, of course, you need to have that for it to be a really good race, I think, at this point. Um, but besides that, yeah, you had a lot of overtaking. You just had a lot of drama. It just, it was a, it was a perfect race. But I think, I think we'll even get better races uh, if that makes sense. Oh, like, for sure. Imagine the last race if, if, if this thing is truly, you know, I don't know how it cannot be. I mean, unless we see something really dramatic, I think it's the last race is going to have championship. Uh, pretty like I don't know, like it'll have a championship winner crowned there not just that but like it could go either way 
it's unbelievable and I'm so excited for it. And, and we'll obviously have our preview pod come out in a couple of days already for, for Qatar. Um, yeah, we're working overtime for the people. We really are. We're just like these drivers. We're like just like these teams. We're we're moving town to town. We're all over the globe. We're, we're going to be in the Middle East. We're going to be hamming it up. Well, that there. preview that preview pod is going to be very short because nobody has ever raced there before. So there's not much there's <laughs> not much to know about it. Uh, the only thing that I was always paying attention to was they were so delayed there on their build out that I thought this race potentially wasn't going to happen because of the condition of the track. I mean, they were. I still even ha- I, I I heard that Michael Massey from the FIA was flying out there yesterday just to check on the condition of the track. It's like, hey guys, we're racing in five days, so if something is wrong, let's be mindful of that before we put all these million dollar cars out there and uh, charge everybody for tickets. I don't know. Could be a, could be a wacky weekend if that track is just dog shit. That's just a, that's another way when um, when there's a terrible track. That's another way to have a fun race because everybody's just everybody's just flying <laughs> off the track and upset. And, yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. I'm actually rooting for a crap track now. Didn't think I would. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Johnny, this it's been a pleasure. Um, we'll be texting during the Laker game as we always do. Um, of course. So uh, no, this has been super fun, and uh, appreciate you hopping on. Of course, thanks, Chase. All right, see you, dude.